I'm finna put all this in my book bag, cause I'm from the streets. Yeah, yeah. What's going on? It's your boy Ambition and welcome to a very special episode of the MYFB podcast. So today we are actually talking about my failures. So this is my failures, Akil Ambition Phillips. So you guys finally get to know my name if you didn't know my name, but that's what it is. Um, so we're going to start off. I had to make a list, right? You guys can't see it back there, but um, there's a whiteboard behind me and I had to make a list of all of the things that I wanted to talk about because I did this previously. Um, but it didn't come out quite exactly the way I wanted it to come out. Um, not that I wanted to polish it. You guys know that we are a raw podcast. Uh, but it wasn't that I wanted to polish it. I just wanted to make sure I got all of the details and uh, frame things appropriately. So this is probably the most polished that you'll ever see us, right? Probably not true. I think you can see the growth here. You can see the growth. But let's jump into it. So we're starting at 18. So 2009, joined the Marine Corps, um, and right off the bat, got to the fleet, uh, I want to say a year and four months in, NJP. So that's going to be my first failure there. Um, and the reason I count that as a failure is um, it's a stupid NJP. I don't talk to any of the people that I was friends with that I got uh, NJP'd with. We aren't cool. I can't call them and tell them about the businesses that I'm starting, right? That sort of thing. Um, so you were probably wondering what happened, right? Uh, long story short, was out partying. Um, and in Okinawa, we had this thing called a libo policy. Why did we have a libo policy? Because Marines kind of party wild, right? That is what it is. Uh, but choose a night. This is actually the night, uh, the weekend of Halloween, right? And I think it's the night of Halloween, if I'm not mistaken, right? Um, so we go to the club, bottles, drinking, I had two bottles of Dom Perrier, took my whole paycheck because I'm a young enlisted Marine. And um, that, that was that, right? So now it's time to go home. Well, we go home with the girls because the girls are there. So we go to their barracks uh, and they live on another base. That's where the problem comes in. So because they live on another base, we go, oh, well, we uh, this occurred or this occurred. And we just lied, but they still checked our uh, cards our ID cards and uh, reported us the next morning. So I ended up getting NJP for that. So stupid NJP, stupid 18 year old stuff, right? No big deal there. But um, it definitely kind of gave me a realistic outlook on the world, right? Like, yeah, my mom always used to tell me growing up, friends bring you go, they don't bring you back. And what's that, what uh, that saying really means is, you, you know, friends will bring you up to a place, but if you've ever done a long exercise or climbed up a mountain, you understand that the work isn't getting to the top. The work is getting back down because after you get to the top, you don't feel like going back down, right? So that's what my mom meant when she said friends bring you go, they don't bring you back, right? So that is always important. Always make sure you got your way back. Now, along this, uh, right after this, I want to say, uh, the following year is when I first come up with my very first entrepreneur project. And this is Moguls in Progress, I, MIP. And MIP actually goes on for a while, right? I come back to the States. I'm still doing MIP t-shirts. We had um, photo shoots, t-shirt company, all this stuff going on. We actually figured out a really dope marketing strategy. And you guys should definitely use this uh, if you're still in uh you know, any phase of life where you go around a large crowd of people and um, they might know you or know your group. So if you're from a neighborhood 
uh, and you grab like five people, right? It could even be as little as three, but it needs to be more than two. Does need to be more than two. But if you get at least three people and you guys show up all wearing the same shirt, all wearing the same hoodie, or all wearing the same brand, you got action. You got action. You can really run with that, right? Especially if you show up at a club. In a club situation, you're looking lovely. So what happened is we definitely walked in the club. Everybody was wearing uh, the MIP shirts and uh, everybody wanted one because people want to be included. So that was when I first learned about marketing and that particular marketing strategy of fear of missing out, right? They feared, um, there was a fear of not being a part of whatever this was or what it was going to be. And that is something to be aware of as well. Um, you know, people want to ride with you from the beginning. So if you can include them, even in small ways, they will market you. They will definitely market you. So that was MIP, right? Now, what was the problem with MIP? Why didn't it work out? Um, I was really young and green, so I didn't have a lot of understanding about business. I have a lot of understanding of how to set up an uh, e-commerce store or any of that stuff. What I was starting out with was just getting shirts manufactured, and then I had shirts on hand, right? Um, and it was about inspiring this feeling, right? Inspiring this this um, this sense that you are a mogul in progress like this entire journey is set up for you to be a mogul and i wanted really wanted to inspire people with that so that's what i did right um but as i got back to the states i get back to the states in 2012 and i start dating a young lady and she kind of points out to me she gives me the real deal holy feel she keeps it real with me she goes you're not really doing anything with this right and i'm looking at it like what do you mean i'm not doing anything Listen, if somebody tells you that you're not doing something with your business and it's coming from a space of them actually telling you something, they actually care. They're not just trying to bring you down. You should really listen. And here's how you can tell the difference with somebody trying to bring you down versus somebody trying to lift you up and tell you where they're trying to lift you out of, right? Because there is a fucking difference. Here's the first one. When someone's trying to tear you down, they're going to just point out all of the problems, right? But when someone's trying to lift you up, they're going to point out where you could be. And they're going to ask you, most importantly, the number one thing that you should pay attention to if somebody is trying to lift you up is they're going to ask you where it is that you want to be. And a lot of times you guys are not taking responsibility for not knowing. And I got to be honest, I, I don't think I took responsibility for not knowing what the end vision was with moguls in progress at that point right there was so many things that i could have done um and i just didn't really take a responsibility for not knowing how to execute that right um what it did end up becoming was i did get a large list of people who were just mastering a skill and it was supposed to be a mentoring network now keep a pin in that because we keep coming back to that idea right you keep coming back to these uh things it's kind of like the scene of a crime type, type thing um so moguls in progress continues i keep doing photo shoots i keep doing the branding branding is a big piece of this right um you know if anything was a failure about moguls in progress it was the fact that i didn't have the um i didn't have the business behind the branding but i certainly had the branding if that was a business in 2022 um that let's say let's say that right let's say that moguls in progress was ahead of its time and i don't mean this cockily or um arrogantly i mean that um brands without business plans 
benefited from where social media currently is. And in 2011, um, we didn't really have what we have going on right now with social media. So I will say definitely, um, if you have a brand right now and you're not sure what to do with that brand, definitely look at social media and start marketing it. Um, look at building your own website and um, just take your time with things, right? Um, that's what Moguls in Progress taught me. Don't have this next move, next move, next move, next move, next move mentality when you're first starting out a business. Because the longer that you can expand the lifespan of that business, the more that you can learn. Um, but eventually, moguls in progress kind of dies out, right? Moguls in progress dies out, not because of, you know, um, anything else, but me just not knowing how I was going to execute that idea. I didn't have all the skills together to execute the larger plan, right? I didn't have the skills to execute on what I'm executing on right now. And I'll be really honest with you. I am still learning as I go. I'm still learning as I go, right? So I let moguls in progress, um, not really slip to the slide side. Let me be honest about this. That, that idea started in 2011. We're now in 2012. I get back to North Carolina. She tells me I'm not doing anything with it. Well, around 2014, I start Moguls in Progress LLC, and this is in uh, North Carolina still. So this is now a speaking company, and I do uh, two speaking events. Unfortunately, um, I was PCSing, right? So PCS is when you're in the military, you're in the Marine Corps, you're going to go uh, from one base to a next, right? That's what a PCS is. Now, I did all of that, and now I'm in California with a business that's in North Carolina, and I'm, I don't know anyone. So I make the decision that while I am getting to know California, I want to give myself some time to get to know this state, um, then I am going to launch my business here, right? Now, I get here in 2015, um, and I don't start another business, right? I don't start another business until 2017. So Moguls in Progress LLC, it's not that it fails. It's just that I don't have a network. I'm not back in North Carolina and um, I still gotta put in some work, right? I still gotta learn some things. I still wanted to develop, right? So I take those two years, I learn, I work on my career. I focus on the Marine Corps, 2017, um, I actually go through my second NJP. So this is career failure number two. And I got to be honest with you guys, this one kind of hit me hard for a different reason. I was already on my way out the door, but it was just realizing like, I, I, I had hit this point in my military career where I was just kind of out of it, right? Like I was going through my mental health issues, um, driving to work every day, pounding on the steering wheel. So, you know, and while I was caught up in all of those things, I never paid attention to um, one simple fact. In all of those years since I joined the Marine Corps, I had advanced to the rank of sergeant. I was a cybersecurity technician. I, I, I was in a position to uphold the standard. And I say all that because I look back at that NJP and it was another stupid one, right? Um, I was joking around with a bunch of junior Marines. Um, I'm an E5 the highest rank amongst them is an E3. And um, I call one of them Ani for analingus. 
and Connie for Cunnilingus. Now, you may look at that and call that hazing, but I was genuinely just joking. They thought it was funny. Um, one of the Marines went back, uh, went back and told a friend of theirs who then complained to a command. So this is like a by proxy thing, right? Um, and then begets all of the conversation. So I'll be very honest. Am I upset with myself about what I said? No, I'm upset about not paying attention to the spirit of the times, right? Because that's what I did. I didn't pay attention to the spirit of the times. I could have saved money in my pocket because NJP does mean that um, you, uh, I think, think what happened was I lost rank and which means I lost money. And then they took my black belt, right? Um, so that was my NJ, my last NJP. And the Marine Corps, I got out a year later and immediately started um Im immediately started benefiting from all of the work that i did on my cybersecurity career right um right off the bat i was able to land a six-figure job with one of the top three car auto uh auto manufacturers in the world um left them end up getting scalped by a um a company that was largest background check company in the world still is largest background check company in the world um, and, you know, when I finally parted with them, jumped to largest media company in the world. So my cybersecurity career really started taking off. But at the largest media company in the world is where I'm going to pin my next failure, right? And you guys might be listening to this going, oh, man, tons of failures. What the fuck is up with this guy? He's a fucking failure. But you guys are going to see where this is going. So largest media company in the world i'm actually a contractor with this company so i'm back onto the entrepreneur side of the house i'm making a hundred dollars an hour uh forty dollars a week so that translates roughly to four thousand dollars a week two hundred and eight thousand dollars a year right being very candid with you guys so you can make decisions about your life as well but here's what i realized i've never touched that amount of money in a year and um not only am i irresponsible with this money and i'll be very honest with you guys what is this this is a work that job from 2020 to 2021 right so uh irresponsible with the money and not in you know the worst ways but certainly you know i'm i i could be more efficient i'm taking care of business and taking care of family yes but um you know, there's a certain way that you need to move when you have a corporation that's making that sort of money. And I hadn't completely learned it yet. And luckily, I had uh, friends that helped me out that, you know, stood stood by me while I was going through that process. But uh, eventually, I go through burnout, right? If you listen to pieces of the story, one of the things that I wasn't paying a lot of attention to throughout all of those years was my mental health, right? My mental health um became an issue in 2016 but if i'm being honest it's always been an issue right it's always been an issue it, and it's an issue for everyone the one thing that will take anyone down is their relationship with self so i got to this point where i'm looking at the computer screen and i i gotta be very honest with you guys i love cybersecurity. so here's what i'm telling you guys and this is why i count this as a failure and there's there's definitely something for you to learn from this one right I count it as a failure because I'm making more money than I've ever made in my life. So I'm happy with the money that I'm making. I'm doing the job that I want to do, right? But I am overworking myself, right? And not only am I overworking myself, but I'm not taking care of 
you know, my health, I'm not getting as much sleep as I should. And I'm, I'm falling into the monotony, right? So cybersecurity, especially if you get into like a security analyst role, you can end up in this space where it starts to feel like you're driving. If you've ever been driving for a long while, let's say you're on a long road trip and you go through that hypnosis point of view where you start to get tunnel vision, uh, you might start swerving on the road, those sorts of things, right? Um, and you gen genuinely need to pull over if you're driving and that happens to you. Well, that's where I was in my career. I, I got tunnel vision. And as I'm looking at these numbers on the screen, my job is to break down big data and analyze it and be able to tell stories and protect companies and protect all of these people's data. And the numbers jumped off of the screen and started switching around, right? At this point, I'm like, okay, obviously that's not what's supposed to happen. I am hallucinating. I called my manager and, um, I called the SOC team manager, my, my uh, supervisor at the time. And I just kind of explained to him what happened. He was extremely understanding. Uh, there is a lot of understanding for things like burnout in the industry. And I take eight months off, right? I take eight months off. I take eight months, um, focus fully on entrepreneurship, uh, jump into marketing. I needed something that was a little less uh, technically involved. Um, and that eight months really helped me sharpen myself to a point. Um, so here's what I learned from that experience. Sometimes you have to take time out to sharpen the ax. Sometimes you have to take time out to sharpen the ax. But most importantly, it's not just about sharpening the ax. If you are driving and you start to stare at the road and you're hypnotized by the journey, you have to take a step back sometimes and remember where you're going. I rem realized that majority of my failures in life were because I forgot where I was going. I forgot who I was and I didn't pay attention to what I needed to care for me. So what I want you guys to do is go ahead. It's the end of the year, right? You've got some time, go down the list of your failures, go down the list of everything that you personally feel like you've done wrong. Don't let anybody tell you that something's a failure that you don't think is a failure. Like for example, I'm definitely 150,000% a college dropout on purpose. I teach some of the classes that I was, uh, I would have to sit through in uh, college. So that's kind of why I dropped out. I think it's kind of silly. I'm not going to waste my time there, but, um, I don't consider that a failure, right? I don't consider that a failure. So don't let people define failures to you. And it's not that any of these were failures. If you uh, listen back to this episode, what you realize is that I learned a lot. I learned a lot, right? Um, the people who supported me on that journey, on this journey where I've learned all the things that I've learned, let me take this time to say thank you. Um, thank you. And I fucking love you for the way that you guys have supported me, even though I am a knucklehead and I have my temper and I can be kind of prideful. And sometimes I get stupid and all of those things. I do thank you guys for the way that you support me. Um, and I'm not talking about, you know, all of the consumers of products that I've, uh, put out. I'm talking about my mentors, right? I'm talking about the people who, you know, I've sat me down and said, look, man, there, there's a way that you think life is and it's not, right? I'm talking about the people that you can talk to and they give you real life. So I just gave you real life on this podcast. All I'm asking is that you take everything that you just heard and go be great. 